The sky is the limit! No more! As we return for the second chapter of The Killing Moon, here on Tales of the Extraordinary! When last we tuned in, the League of Nations police force had just informed our heroes that a sinister plot was in motion on the moon. Their old nemesis, Adonis Stavros, had made his way there via a gargantuan ship that flies like a rocket. A rocket ship, you might say. Around the same time, in Japan, the long-awaited wedding of strongman Rod Steveson to his Kunoichi ninja bride, Shinobu, was interrupted by a fireball from the sky. A fireball that transformed it into a three-story tall killer robot and hunted down the Emperor of Japan himself. Were it not for the timely intervention of Rod flying atop what could only be described as a giant moth, it's Japan, folks, who knows what could have happened? What did happen, though, was that the mechanical creature was destroyed in a battle with Rod's oversized pet. Could these two events be related? And if so, how? We take you now to the hilltop mansion of silent screen star-turned-international do-gooder Randolph Moon in Hollywood, California, where an important meeting is taking place with his colleagues at home and abroad. The first topic? Moonlandia! That's what Agent Strump said, yeah! They interrogated one of Stavros's hench people, a very friendly fella, apparently, and he said that Henry Ford had been secretly building a city there. And he named it Moonlandia? I guess so. It is on the moon. And didn't he have a city in the Amazon called Fordland? I don't care. I only care that he didn't consult me first. Uh, about what now? Eddie, explain it to her, would you? Good day, Miss Vavrila. Eddie Tate, lawyer for R.J. Reynolds on Retainer to Mr. Moon. I know who you are, Eddie. Always good to refresh the memory, I say. Okay, sure. What my client, Mr. Moon, is referring to is his claim to the naming rights for any public or private endeavors that bear his name or could be confused with his brand. He's a brand? Absolutely. Oh. Why, he even threatened legal action against his own friend, Mr. Broughton, when he tried to put on an exhibit about lunar-centric cultures. Can you believe that? Called it Moon Worshippers of the World, which, as we all know, is the name of my fan club. Fortunately, he backed down quickly in the face of possible deportation. Oh no! Little Dicky! Uh, don't worry, he got over it. No, I mean he wanted me to call him and the others over in Japan. I just can't figure out how this stupid badge thing works. The League of Nations police badge? Here, give it to me. You have to push here and... You sure you know how to work that thing? Of course! Vesper's brother designed it, so it can't be too... Where's the damn button? Ah! Aha! This is Agent McLaughlin, over! Oh, uh, sorry, wrong connection. An American? Who is this? What? No! This is Agent Canuck! In Canada! Yes, Canada! This is no time for... Boring conversation, anyway. Moon? Ah! Oh, there he is! I can't keep this thing on forever waiting for you to call back, you know. It takes a lot of power to communicate wirelessly from the other side of the planet. It's magic, I tell you. No, my dear, just science. Now, we are all gathered, yes? I'm here in Los Angeles with Beverly and Eddie. I sent Stanley out to get gas for the car. Good. Uh, who? My agent. Remember the worrywart that joined us in Paris? Mm, vaguely. Anyway, 
I'm here in Ibaraki with the doctor. Hello. Vesper. Hello, Randolph. Wendigo. And Is that Mr. Moon? If you all shout out greetings, we'll never get through this. It's not a roll call. Did I? ever tell you of the time I was a professor doing roll call. Daddy, settle back. The point is... Was that Andrea, the doctor's daughter? What? Yes, yes, she's here. Well, hey there, doll. Long time no see. Really? Focus, people, please. Now, the last thing I heard was that Adonis Tavros had escaped to the moon in a rocket, yes? So they tell me... And we can likely assume he was with his unaccounted-for allies that escaped our attack on Hydro Base 1. Henry Ford and his German lapdog Adolf. Well, what's the plan? Why attack the Emperor? Better yet, how do we stop him? We? He invaded my home, Daddy. And I'm sure Shinobu and Rod would like a piece of him, too. The Emperor is our enemy. I am not too upset. Shinobu has a point there. But we don't know yet what the bigger plan was. We didn't really have a chance to talk to the Emperor before his entourage wished them away. So what do we know, anyway? Not much. The tripod automaton self-destructed, which scared off Rod's pet moth. Uh, pet what now? Mr. Mitten, come home to me, boy! All we know about the machine is that it fell to Earth from the sky like a meteorite. The moon! Yes, that's the most obvious point of origin, but... We have to go to the moon, fellas! Just like the gypsy lady said. The who? She's been saying that since I got here, really. Well, as much as that might seem to be the most logical next step, I'm afraid we don't have the brain power or manpower that Stavros did. I doubt the doctor could construct something like that rocketing ship. Now see here, young man. No, you're right. I probably couldn't. To be honest, even my airships rely heavily on the stolen technology from the captain of the Daedalus. And... Sadly, he perished with his flying sky carrier. Ah, yes. About that. What would you say if I told you the captain is not only alive, but just a hop, skip, and jump over in India? I'd say to the air whale, we're off to India. That's the spirit. So are you actually saying he's alive? Uh, aye. And actually in India? Ah, last I saw him. Ah, good. In that case, to the air whale, we're off. To India! Just go. Hello? Dickie? Did they disconnect? Great. Now what? Oh, I'll tell you what. We're going to the moon! Just like the gypsy lady- Stop! Who's this gypsy lady you keep talking about anyway? Oh, oh, I thought you'd never ask. You see, when Vesper told me she couldn't do fortunes, I was a tad disappointed, yeah? But then I went and found a real psychic, or at least the most stereotypical gypsy fortune teller I could. Her name was Madame Zorostastria. Isn't that so old world? One day later, and 3,500 miles away on the subcontinent of India, Dr. Heinrich von Kliegel and his daughter Andrea are enjoying a stately meal within the palatial grounds of the Maharao of Bundi. To be more accurate, they are under those palatial grounds, and their host is a man who once held them against their will, the mysterious captain of the flying ship known as the Daedalus. Judging by your silence, I take it you are enjoying your meals? Oh my, yes. I don't believe I have had salad bird since our time aboard the Daedalus. You mean our time as captives aboard the Daedalus, Daddy. I should apologize for the circumstances of our first meeting, but I will not. 
As I explained at the time, no one was ever permitted to leave our ship. Not even the crew. I'm sure that if little Dicky were here, he would make an impolite but accurate point about the violent and unexpected way everyone left that ship. Sadly, you are right, Doctor. But fortunate for me, I have made it so he can never show his face here again. Just what happened? He said something about killing the Maharao, but... My half-brother, yes. He had grown bored with power and took to hunting men for sport. Men like myself and Mr. Broughton. The most dangerous game. Yes. I managed to hide out my underground laboratory, the same one we are dining in now, though nowhere near as inviting at the time. And together we put an end to my brother's insanity. So you killed him? As I said, we did so together. But the knife impaled in his back belonged to Richard, something of which I made sure the authorities were well aware. To tell you the truth, we did not expect to find you here, sir. Dickie said you had no desire to rule the land of your inheritance. We thought you might have moved on. It is true. I have no desire to rule. If the people wish to follow me, they must do so of their own free will. I thought of moving on, as you say. However, after my brother's death, I was at a crossroads once again. I could take to the skies and try to force my beliefs on others, to cure the ills of the world from above. Or I could dig down, try to change the world from within, plant seeds instead of raising the fields. Looks like you dug down in the literal sense, too. This underground complex is as impressive as your ship was. And less susceptible to gravity, yes. I attracted more followers to my cause, much like before. It took some time and blood, but we expanded on my underground lab and turned it into a multi-storied complex larger than the nearest city. A subterranean utopia. Ah, but you did not come here to catch up on old times or merely to partake of my chef's delectable creation. Indeed. I'm afraid this is not a social call, kind sir. We need your help. Is that so? Expound upon this word, we. Ahem, yes. Well, you see... Saddle back, Daddy. I haven't actually started yet. Oh, sorry. Force of habit. Anyway, a number of us got together and decided there are a growing number of people in the world who wish to do harm to it, it being the world. Having overcome a number of these threats in the past year or two, do, do pass the dressing, would you, dear? Where was... Oh, yes, uh, so we decided to form a club of a sort. We call ourselves the League and wish to protect the good people of the world... From the bad people of the world. You really should hire someone to explain it a little more concisely, Daddy. A league of do-gooders. <laughs> Amazing! And who is in this superb club of yours? Ah, uh, that you know? Well, Officer Sullivan, myself, and, um, little Dicky. Truly! He is considered a hero. He always seemed more concerned with himself and his precious British Empire. Not to mention monumentally annoying. Oh, he is definitely still that, but his heart is in the right place? He recently discovered the concept of honor. I assure you, he is a changed man, mostly. And also our main financial backer. Richard Broughton, honorable. 
<laughs> this I would love to see. And he sent you here to appeal to my own heart, then? Yes, sir. We need to stop a bad man who we believe to be the antithesis to your life's work. A man who is pure ego, who hoards scientific knowledge and withholds it from the common people, and who wishes to put the world under his thumb. This man you describe, would he be Adonis Stavros? You know him? In passing. He approached me once, many years ago. But I have finished my flying fortress soon afterwards and disappeared. You're lucky. Most scientific geniuses were rounded up and forced to work for him on an island prison. Oh, now, it wasn't that bad. We did have sporting events every Tuesday. And just what did your league want from me? Well, with your knowledge of aeronautics and machinery, it was thought that you could help Daddy... Well, um... Do you want to build a spaceship? My curiosity is piqued, Doctor. Tell me more. The doctor says they should have a workable rocket ship in a few days. Days? Really? Apparently, this Indian captain has money and manpower that puts little Dickie's little endowment to shame. So we should get ourselves over to India then, eh? Not so fast. We may have the means to get there, but we still don't know where this moon base is. It's not a small place, you know. No moon is. So what are you saying? I'm saying that we need to find out where Stavros and Ford built this secret lunar colony if we ever want to ever go to the blessed moon. Just like the gypsy lady said! Ugh. What is she going on about? She went to some fortune teller who said her destiny lies on the moon or some rubbish. Really? What was her name? Zorro or something. Oh, oh! Madam Zora Stockstria! Thanks, Bev. Zoroastria? That hack! She can tell the future as well as Dickie can drive a car. So, not at all, then. Bingo. Wait, something seems fishy. How long has she been going to this woman? I don't know. A couple times. Why? Zoroastria is known around town to be a gold digger. She comes from Eastern Europe, and so she tends to attract the wealthier clientele from that region. Rumor has it she has a sugar daddy that she refers to as her... Wait for it. Adonis. Stavros? That's what they say. Who's they? The other psychics in town. We meet every week for poker, when we can. Isn't that a bad idea, when you can read other people's minds? On the contrary. It makes it more of a challenge. So what are you saying, Vesper? That Stavros is somehow influencing this fortune teller to make Beverly even more annoying than usual? Hey, I'm right over here! I can hear you, Chi! She may be using poor Bev to spy on us for him, is what I'm saying. And that makes her our only lead to finding out where Stavros might be. Might seem a little suspicious if she pays her a visit so soon after all this blew up, no? True, may seem suspicious. Also, I don't think she wants to see me again. I was kinda rude the last time. Alright, I'll go then. You said she likes sugar daddies. Eastern European ones, yes. But you forget, Stavros knows you are part of the League. You did attack his island with the rest of us, don't forget. Fine, I'll just put on one No, of my you won't. She may be a hack, Randolph, but she'll still be able to see through one of your disguises. She's that good, huh? No, your disguises are that bad. Hey! Fine, S so who do you suggest, then? Someone she doesn't know, or wouldn't remember. Well, we're all pretty memorable around here. Uh, hello? Randolph? I've got your new mahjong set. Please try not to throw this one down the hill, okay? Thank you, Stanley. Just... Put it over there. Oh, hey, it's you! 
Fancy meeting you up in here. What? I'm Randolph's agent? How many times have I told you that? Oh, right. You know, I keep forgetting. Sorry, you just have one of those faces, I guess. Oh. I know. I'm used to it. I'm gonna go now. No, Stanley! Wait! Vesper, I think I found the perfect man for the job. Job? Oh, what job? Hours later, at a small but gaudy shop on Hollywood Boulevard, Madame Zoroastria welcomes one last client for the day. Uh, thank you for seeing me so soon, ma'am. I, I mean, madam. Um, were you on your way out? Merely leaving for vacation abroad. Those certainly are a lot of bags for a vacation. Well, I have a lot of needs, but enough of me. Let us talk of your needs. I have never met a prince of Macedonia before. Oh, oh yes, uh, that's me. <laughs> My family was exiled many years ago, of course, which is why I'm here. You wish to know about your heritage? Yes, I was told we used to have a lot of money, and I want to know if I can ever recover it? Yes, naturally. Let me see your palm. Okay. Mmm. Fascinating. <gasps> Such an average palm for an extraordinary person as yourself. Thank you? It appears you will meet a woman. A beautiful woman, who you did not expect, but you sought out all the same. She is exotic and knows things about the old world. Perhaps together you could reclaim your family's fortune. Ah, that's it! She is a fortune teller! <laughs> she is... Oh, how unbelievable! <gasps> what? Who, who, who is she? She is... me. Really? Yes! Oh, my prince! It appears we are destined to be together and destined to share in your wealth. Well, that's certainly convenient, huh? Yes. You seem disappointed, my prince. What? No, 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 no. I was just hoping you would tell me more about Adonis Stavros and his secret moon base. You what? Who are you? Aren't you psychic, ma'am? This is a setup! Rocky! Walter! Yes, madam. Where did they come from? Please escort this fraud out of here. Oh, oh you're one to talk, ma'am. By force! Yes, madam. Ow! Hey, let go! Th that hurts! Don't struggle, then! <clears throat> and don't ever come back! Plan B! Plan B! What?! Don't worry, Stanley. I'm... Wow, those are some big sixes there. Randolph Moon, I should have known. Have we met? Not that you know. Boys, take out the trash. Hey, now. Ow, not in the face. You hide the madam. You won't hear it once I box your ears. Ha, 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 ha. That all you got, pretty boy? Um, anyone have a stick I could use? I'm really good with a stick. I got this fist. And I'm really good with a fist. So long, boys. I've got a plane to catch. Not so fast, ma'am. Who the hell are you? Eddie Tate, lawyer for R.J. Reynolds, currently on retainer to Mr. Moon. A lawyer? 
I'm pretty sure I could take you out myself. Were you to get physical, I am sure it would indeed end badly for me. Unfortunately for you, my strength lies in the power of the law, and what a superpower it is! You may make it to the airport in time, you may make it to your destination unscathed, but you may find that all of your assets have been seized, that you have no access to the money that you have so meticulously amassed through your lecherous activities. You may also find that your description and image will be posted throughout all the member states of the League of Nations, living the remainder of your life on the run from the law, poor, homeless, and hunted throughout the world, ma'am. You wouldn't! I am just a victim here! And I am a lawyer, ma'am. Sob stories don't work on me. The only thing that moves me is the law. What? What do you want? I'm glad you asked. If your associates would just put down those two gentlemen over there, we can get started on this list of questions we have drawn up. Walter, Rocky... Oh, come on, Madam Z. Do as he says, boys. Fine. All right, Johnny Law, what do you want to know? Sure, they have a rocket ship. And sure, they might just have the information they needed about Stavros's whereabouts. But are they sure that that's such a good idea? On the aforementioned lunar colony known as Moonlandia, our villains certainly think so. And I still maintain that we would have had the little guy if that monster hadn't swooped in and saved him. The giant butterfly. It was a moth, actually. Right. I want to put Forrest in charge of the next phase, with little Gorgo supervising. A five-year-old girl? She may be young, but she is ruthless and loyal. Maybe so, but this is gonna be big. The whole league, man! I am well aware of the stakes, which is why I will be there as well. They will all hear my proposal. Now, if you'll excuse me, Henry, the chef is serving a rare delicacy tonight. Salad bird. Enter. Uh, your pardons, master, but I have just received a message from our agent in Los Angeles. Madame Zoroastria. Read it, Housewood. Read it. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Let's see here. Made contact with targets. Stop. I resisted and was subdued. Stop. They interrogated me and discovered the location of Moonlandia. Stop. Believe they have also acquired transport. Stop. My God, doesn't she know they charge by the word? Uh, it was sent over Master Stavros's private system, sir. Clever. But that's bad news, Donnie. Time to pack up the shop. Not so fast. All is going according to plan. Plan? What plan? The only people who can stop us are on their way here. It's the only plan I heard. Yes. And now we know they are coming. Moreover, I have been expecting them. You have? Of course. They believe Madame Zoroastria has uh, spilled the beans, as they say. But that was her role in all of this to begin with. I don't understand. As you said, Henry, they are the only ones who can stop us. But if they are up here, there will be no one to protect the League of Nations when we launch our full attack on the planet below. Ah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Clever move, old boy. I know. Housewood. Uh, master? Tell Gorgo to ready Mr. Boobles. We are expecting guests soon. Let us give them a very warm welcome.
A trap, a trap, a veritable trap awaits our heroes in the heavens above. What will happen when they reach the moon? Will they even make it there in one piece? And just what is Adonis Stavros' attack plan? Would you like to know? So would we. Wherever we go, whenever we go, you can always count on more Tales of the Astral!